0: And now, live from the shadow of America's mountain, this is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio and Season 2 of Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I am your host, Heath, and with me today is my amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how are you?
1: You know, I feel grand and I feel opening.
0: (laughs) Hmm. So many different things we could say to that. It's like a also- new
1: season.
0: <laughs> like a it's, new like season. A new- it's
1: like prophetic. It's like a new mm. season.
0: Mm. Could be. Could it be season two? Could it be that God is doing a new thing? Oh, wait. Rachel Starman and Destiny Music, thank you to them. I had a conversation with Rachel over the weekend about the anniversary show. I did. Does she unfortunately- have a
1: child running around yet? <laughs>
0: Sophie's Maybe only not rubbing, weeks old, but... But, yes, there is baby Sophie. Baby Sophie, dance. Baby Sophie is here. And joining the rest of the Stormit girls. Yes, they have three. So prayers to Rachel. And is, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder if
1: Rachel, I wonder if mom Rachel just goes, Peace! Still, you Stormit girls!
0: <laughs> Does make one wonder. Um, anyway, I I was sad to learn that they are not going to be coming out in July, and she was like, "Duh, Heath, eight week old baby," and I was like, "Hey, we could still hope, we could hope Sophie could travel by then, but no, they're they're not coming in July." So
1: God God promised Rachel that she was going to cross to the other side,
0: <laughs> even with all the storms in her life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey hey Rachel,
1: people do this to me all the time. Like, hey, are you from France? <laughs> Her last name's Paris. <laughs> yeah, well, you
0: last know, it's it's a thing. So, But yeah, she's doing well. Baby's doing well. And they were incredibly honored to be included in a big way in our anniversary show. And if you didn't go watch that, you should go watch the anniversary special that uh, Ethan and I threw together for everybody. And yeah, it was a good time. Anyway, enough about the past. Because it was a we're, good show. It was a good show. Because we're all about the present and we're all about the future here at Rocky Mountain Revolve Radio. So uh, before we get into today's show, we just want to get a few housekeeping items out the way. And, of course, the first one on the list is check out rmrr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. There is, of course, a contact us form if you'd like to submit feedback, comments, suggestions, to recommend a guest, to be a guest. Heck, it don't matter. Use that form. And if you need prayer, there are two ways we can partner with you in prayer. The first, of course, is the prayer request form on the website. The second, you can write us at prayer at rmrr.live. And we would love to partner with you in prayer. And we thank you for those prayer requests that came in over the weekend. And we did stand with you in prayer. So thank you for that. Keep them coming, guys. And while you're on the website, of course, check out the link tree link to all the socials, all the new stuff. <gasps> Wait, new stuff? Did I say new stuff? That's right. There is new stuff. And we're talking about the RMRR and Waymaker merch store. Guys, it is here. It is live. It is launched over the weekend as part of our second anniversary celebration. We released the store for uh, live use. So all of your RMRR and Waymaker merch is up there. Uh, Again, that's going to be shop.rmrr.live. And while you're viewing on uh, YouTube and Rumble, we would ask that everybody like and subscribe because again, the vast majority of our viewers are not smashing the like button. And, And the reason you do that is A, it helps us to go live and B, when you subscribe, then you get notified when we release new content. So hit that little bell, like and subscribe guys. And, of course, follow us on Facebook for any additional content and information that doesn't make it to the website because occasionally there are things that I post there and not the other place. So, yeah, just to kind of get you to like both places. (laughs) It's what I do. And if you like the show and the show's content feel led to donate to us, there are links to do so on the website they're going to be in the show description below. And for those watching, they are going to be on your screen. And again, we did partner with Tithely here recently. And so there is an app or the website link that will make donating to the show so much easier. And a matter of fact, there uh, I'm going to try to make sure there is one put up for um, today's guest as well. Once we get to that point. So we'll give you more information about that later in the meantime, though, again, those links are going to be below. And today's show is going to be another, amazing testimony type show. This is going to be a new series that we're bringing in season two. This one is titled ambassador serving Christ. And our first guest in this series is going to be, uh, Michael's uncle, Mark Roby. So we're going to that's welcome right. him here shortly to the show. And Mom's big brother. that's right. And we we've talked about, uh, mom on the show many times before. Matter of fact, has she bought that bite tag yet. Cause I bet she hasn't, um, yeah, we'll bring that back up in the commercial segments. Um, tag. Send, <laughs> yeah.
1: send one to her. Let's, Let's test try. some product. Send her a bike tag. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> if you like today's show, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your coworkers, because sharing is caring, kids. Sharing is caring. <laughs> and with that... Um, let's, let's get some commercials out of the way so we can get uncle Mark on here. Cause that's definitely why people come to see the show. It is not for our witty banter for sure. And the first commercial on the list, if matter of fact, I can't even find my commercial notes. Um, host Ethan with was, love custom crafts. Thank you. Host Ethan hey. was in my space.
1: Uh, yeah, my space is no longer on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, my space is still in my office and um, I can't find my show notes. So there we go. Uh, but yes, the first one is with Love Custom Crafts. <laughs> so, my friend Kenzie with Love Custom Crafts is creating all kinds of handmade products, uh, drinkware, t shirts, um, mouse pads, some memorabilia things. Um, been doing it now for a few months has turned this into a full-blown side business well actually it's more like a full-time business now um, but yeah all of her products are made with love and everything is hand 100% handmade that she's doing so um, all of the, the cups and everything like she buys the tumblers and then like does the work to make it look beautiful matter of fact kind of like this one oh you can't see it it's not gonna There it is. there it is there it is you can see there it is. now like this RMRR cup that I tend to drink out of on the show, that is something that's available on the RMR merch store. But that's the work she does because she's the one that's doing that for us on the back end. Matter of fact, uh, Kinsey has some Father's Day products. There's a couple sweaters and T-shirts and uh, a couple of mugs and things out there as well because Father's Day is this month. So if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, check out With Love Custom Crafts. Next up, um, you know, I don't even know who were Byte-tag, Byte-tag, because... that's right, that's right. Why, not? why Because why not
1: <laughs> because why not uh <laughs> RMRR and waymaker ministries are partnered with bite but you knew that
0: you did know that if you've listened for even half a minute you know
1: because bite tag is the safest and most advanced pet tag on the market allows you to create yeah it's um, it's like amen or amen.
0: <laughs> yes, so. advanced or advanced. It Love it it,
1: al- it allows it allows you to create a personal profile for you and your pet when scanned. Now this is the important part.
2: Mm. When
1: scanned, when scanned, you will get a notification that your pet's tag has been scanned. True it story. Also, it also gives you a scanner. Option of notifying the pet's owner that the pet has been found, and the tag uses GPS tracking to notify to notify the owner of their pet's location. Mm. But there's no monthly or annual service uh, slash subscription fees. And Bite Tag puts your privacy first. Bite Tag is truly the last pet tag you'll ever need. As an added bonus, when you use discount code ERMER. <laughs> <laughs> RMRR 15 you will get 50% <laughs> discount off the purchase price Hey it, do you think there's any other discounts that they can uh stack on that discount
0: Well I know this last week they were doing a Memorial Day sale and site wide things were 60% off and I haven't looked today to see if they were still continuing that sale but I know periodically they do um they do discount everything to a decent price and then you can kind of come behind and throw on our discount code as well. So yeah, check out uh byte tag and the link will be below tag.com or shop byte and hey guess what I just looked and they are still doing the 60% off all byte tag sale.
1: Scan that twice people 50% plus that 60% go 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 get it get it get it get it
0: Right, and... Renee,
1: Renee, you hearing that? Renee? That's right. One, two, three. Just
0: for Renee Paris, the new dog, the new cute little adorable dog, needs a bite tag. And if you don't do a bite tag, then maybe a bite tag slide, which attaches directly to your pet's collar, so you don't have all the jingle and all the stuff. It's just right there on the collar. Now, granted, the bite tag might be bigger than your dog, but either way, Renee, hear us. You need the bite tag for that cute little dog.
1: You'll be hearing this one is her brother is on this one.
0: I know, so we have a captive audience at least of one for this. So one.
1: <laughs> maybe we'll get buy some our details this, or details or uh, deals this episode, huh? Okay. That's right.
0: That's right. I, and I found hey. my I found my commercial notes, so I actually know what we're doing now. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, you know what I was just thinking.
0: What were you just thinking?
1: I need a squad of people for the redemption of my verbiage tonight mm. during these commercials.
0: What a great idea. all the slippage of vowels and stuff. Yeah. I think Redemption Squad would be a great idea for you. We should call Redemption Squad. Yeah, we should. For all your
1: Redemption Squad needs.
0: (laughs) Um. (laughs) For all your Redemption Squad needs. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Next outreach. Outreach is... Outreach? Yeah. When is the next outreach?
0: That is going to be June 13th, guys. Actually, we are going to meet...
1: June They're Teeth. out on the streets on Juneteenth?
0: Yes, they sure are.
1: Dude, that is missional work right there. That's awesome. I
0: know. I know. I'm so excited. They're going to actually be partnering with Jesus Church and another ministry that's coming to the area for this outreach. Uh, so we're going to cool. meet on Friday, June 12th at 6 o'clock at Radiant Central Campus to assemble the provision boxes. And then Saturday, June 13th at 10 a.m., Radiant Central Church... Uh, central campus sorry to go over the game plan take communion and pray together before going out and I'm not sure what uh, neighborhood we're going to be in I'm going to assume it's going to be somewhere close by uh, Jesus Church kind of like last time we partnered with them but either way um, the outreach is going to be well worth it lots of provision boxes lots of God appointments happen when Redemption Squad goes out so looking forward to all of the amazing testimony uh, from Wasn't Redemption Squad was there a couple
1: salvations
0: last time? Mm-hmm there were. There was two hundred provision boxes that were passed out. Um, all kinds of people um wanting to learn more about Redemption Squad, learn more about churches in their area, and there were a couple salvations out of it as well. And so again, it's just a great wow. a great thing that these guys are doing. As a matter of fact, not these guys. Zach and Melissa, who are the head of Redemption Squad, they are doing some amazing God work with um Just people that society kind of tends to forget and overlook, and they're there to help them in a mighty way. And again, these provision boxes do amazing things for these families. And, you know, Zach and Melissa are constantly telling stories of how um, people are contacting them after the outreaches just to thank them for, you know, the fact that somebody cared. You know, they'd been in that area for years and years, and there's a church that's right down the street, and they'd never had anybody take time to outreach and uh, care. And so, wow. I know, right? And that those are the stories that I'm like, what? Say that again, like, you d- really? And they're like, yeah, like this is a true thing. And I'm like, wow, like there's a church just right down the street, and and they've never met anybody from that church in ten years. Wow, okay, but Redemption Squad is doing that, guys. So, again, looking for someone to partner with Redemption Squad. That's why we partner with them because they are doing some amazing things for God. Finally. I think if you need, go to Valentine cover shoes.
1: If you if you have a fever, (laughs) the (laughs) only prescription is for your feet. Right, go to Valentine cover shoes. Exactly. If you have a need for speed,
0: Valentine cover shoes.
1: Do a race, go to Valentine cover shoes. Uh, Any other uh, colloquialisms we can come up with?
0: I, I was just thinking if if you were gonna go if you need to hike, go to Valentine Comfort Shoes. Take one over to Valentine Comfort Shoes. <laughs> that's right, that's right. If, um, if you if you're marching, uh, march, march to Valentine Comfort Shoes. Um, jogging. If your
1: if your toes need some fresh air mm-hmm. for summer, head on over to Valentine Comfort Shoes to for all your open toe uh, shoes. Right. What
0: else? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I guess
1: go oh, if you're if your uh, shoes need a jingle and a jingle, I don't think they sell those kind of Christmas toes, you know, twinkle toe shoes. I don't think they
2: do that.
0: I don't think they do either, but you can still uh, go. You can still go. And even if you're just feeling lonely and needed to pop in somewhere and be seen, um, go to Valentine's Day for shoes. Um, tell them that Michael sent you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Michael says, "I have no money. That's but right. I'm here for prayer. <laughs>
0: that's right because they will. They'll, love that. they'll, they'll do that. They'll pray, they'll, they will pray with you and for you uh, because that's part of their missional work at Valentine Comfort Shoes. And you guys know this. You've you've listened for an entire season. Uh, you know the amazing things that Sean and Amy do there. So go to Valentine Comfort Shoes because that is where your feet and ooh the soles of your feet and your soul." Your soul will find relief. This little piggy
1: went to market. <laughs> this little piggy went to Valentine Cover Shoes. And guys, for real, honestly, I just want to say this real quick. So, this isn't just uh, some shoe store that some of our friends own. It is a lot more than that. It uh, right. Sean is a trained podorthist. And so, if you really do have some serious pain um, in your souls, uh head on over to Valentine Cover Shoes. If you have serious pain in your knees or your hips or your back, uh, Sean can construct exactly what you need. Um so yeah, he's he's a he's a hot commodity in this city, county, and state even. Right, so. because
0: there are doctors that send or are or- refer their patients to Sean and Amy at Valentine cover shoes from across the state because that is that is the reputation that, that these individuals have in the uh you know feet doctoring community that's not even the right term but that's what you're getting today you're getting your money's worth Rocky Mountain Revival radio um, when you're aware
1: <laughs> of your footwear oh Valentine cover shoes
0: that's a good one I like that yeah all right Well, with that, that takes us to the end, thankfully, of our commercials and into today's topic. Again, we are doing the Ambassador Serving Christ with Mr. Mark Roby. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Mark Roby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, uh, Michael's uncle, Mark Roby, who has some amazing stories to share with us about his time uh, serving Christ and and just really uh, diving in and helping to spread the the, the word and, and just, um, yeah, some amazing things I've been reading over um, the information he shared today. So, Mark, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking time out and joining us today and... Uh, I'll just go ahead and let you have the floor, sir.
2: Okay, I uh, guess I'll tell you a little bit about ourselves. Um, it might be better if you ask me some questions, that would be a little easier for me.
0: <laughs> okay, well. Who uh, are you?
2: Who am I? That's a great, great question. It's <laughs> always a good question. I'm uh, Michael's <laughs> uncle. <laughs>
1: hey, my uncle's on today. This is awesome. <laughs> all right
2: well, so go, on, just, go ahead i'm just an, I'm nobody really um i used to work at compassion international i was a programmer um i worked there about 13 years and uh there was this guy who came to our church and he was unexpected and um he just showed up uh, because the pastor had to be away and he was talking about the the unreached and um There had been a lot of talk about the 1040 window, but I hadn't really paid much attention since I felt like I was doing doing a good job um, serving the Lord at Compassion. Um, But some of the things that he brought out of scripture just really hit my heart and and, uh, I felt like the Lord was talking to me and that I needed to do more to pursue it. So uh, that was about 1995 we're uh, getting ready for the year 2K stuff, and so it was um, not a good time to be thinking about missions or anything like that, or uh, or changing what we we're doing. Um, but uh, but I really felt like I had to do something. Um, so uh, I talked to my wife about it, and she said, "Sure, whatever you want to do, I'll I'll follow you." Um,
1: wow. <laughs> that's amazing.
2: Well, it is. And it's good too.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Uncle Mark, that's yeah. not common in these generations. I just wanted to time stamp that.
0: No, it's really not, actually.
2: <laughs> well, she's a lady of faith, that's for sure. That's right. So um, it wasn't faith in me either. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that <laughs> uh, there may have been some faith in me, but. <laughs> mostly in Jesus, um, but then uh, uh, we had, we went and visited uh, uh, what was called Heart, Heart of God Ministries at that time, and it, um, we were the only second class, they really hadn't had, they'd only had one other class, but they weren't quite ready because they had bought some property and had a big old barn that they were going to convert into houses. So we worked at Compassion for another six months or so. And I got a 27% raise during that time.
1: Um, <laughs> hey, Uncle Mark, so to be clear, a, a Heart of God Ministries, it, it, is that correct? Was that that training, uh, a minister's training ground you went to? Yeah,
2: yeah, it was. Okay. And so... Um, they told us that we wouldn't know where we're going um, and we didn't um, except the Lord told us where we we're going to go. And um, I think that's the most interesting part of our story is how we are called. And um, you want me to go over that or?
0: Yeah, actually I wanted to make sure from our conversations that we, we got the, how you got their story in this because it sounds like the most, uh, the most fruitful part of the story anyway. So
2: yeah, well, it's certainly fruitful in our lives because we needed to know uh, exactly where we we're going. Um, we, we finally got to, well, before we left, we, we told someone at Compassion that um, there's a lady there that had just started working and she was from Indonesia. And she said, why don't you come to Indonesia? My My people need the Lord too. And so we said, well, we don't know where we're going, us. Uh, but, you know, that piqued her interest um, because, you know, she invited us. And um, wow. I think there's there's significance there, I think, spiritually, to be invited somewhere yeah. by, uh, by a citizen. Um, I think that has spiritual significance in it, gives you yeah. some more authority that you wouldn't normally have. Um, so we didn't know, but uh, just right after that, we got a National Geographic in the mail, and what do you know? Uh, there's this picture of Indonesia. I mean, the whole the whole article is about <laughs> Indonesia, and there's a map wow. of Indonesia there, and uh, we thought, oh wow, <laughs> what a coincidence! And uh, we, you know, it's a big place. Indonesia is about as wide as the United States is from one end to the other mm-hmm. there were wow. over 17,000 islands in Indonesia wow. and more than 800 people groups and uh, over 200 of them were classified as unreached they had, they had never heard about Jesus so um, that was we thought that was pretty significant but right. then we went, we wanted to find out more information and kind of expose our kids to to uh, more information about about Indonesia and and um, so we went to um and we went to Blockbuster video and they had this table of used tourism videos so I don't I didn't know Black, Blockbuster carried it at the, <laughs> um, in case you don't know what Blockbuster <laughs> is like,
1: oh. yeah what's Blockbuster no <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember Blockbuster for sure. <laughs> I'm not a gen I'm not a Gen Zer I'm a millennial. <laughs> well
2: anyway, it's back in the day. Back in uh, the day. Uh,
1: <laughs> BCRs and stuff.
2: Um there's this video, uh, a tourism video about Indonesia. I thought, whoa. <laughs> um Wow. We thought that was pretty, uh, quite a coincidence. So then we went for training and there were people there that were, there were people, uh, a guy from China that was planning to go to Africa, wanting to go to Africa. And some other people were wanting to go to China. And um, we knew we'd have to go as a team with someone. So um, we couldn't go by ourselves. So we didn't know what was gonna happen but halfway through our training we went down to texas and uh for our uh our nephew's baby dedication and what do you know in the bulletin we read there that um there's this guy from indonesia uh, and for that denomination there were only two people in indonesia at that time so (laughs) he's pretty significant (laughs) wow so we stayed stayed to listen to them and it was pretty interesting um but we still didn't know where we we're gonna go um, but uh, part of our training was to go down to learn how to learn a, uh, how to learn a me- uh, a language so we went down in New Mexico and but uh, uh, well, the way we did it is you you would just go from... A business to business and talk to the people and and look pick it up you know by being there and socially and it was a pretty effective way of, of learning uh, as opposed to the school method which I did with Spanish and I did terrible with that <laughs> I, I got A's but I never learned Spanish
1: <laughs> yeah talking about birds and all sorts of random stuff
2: <laughs> Like you're <laughs> never going to say
1: this ever <laughs>
2: it's, it's great for grammar but it's not good yeah. for, for learning how to talk to people so uh, but what when you're talking to people directly they're helping you out and you're also uh you know having a personal relationship with them that way and they and i don't know if someone came to me and wanted to talk in english and i could tell they didn't really know english i would be i wouldn't be insulted i'd say oh well sure i'd be glad to help you with english
0: because that's yeah.
2: a compliment to me right they want to learn my language well anyway uh, toward the end of that time we went down to a little cafeteria in the morning and and uh this guy came up with a pile of local local paper and it was a real thin thing um and what it said more than it was all in spanish it said more than 200 die in indonesia or something like that there were two <laughs> articles about indonesia and we thought oh wow <laughs> um this is starting to not be a coincidence <laughs> yeah was <laughs> that many, the fourth highlight yeah yeah unless i've missed something but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow might have been more but I am getting white hair, you know. It's has an effect, but um, I do remember what blockbuster is that. So that's good. <laughs> um, but we didn't know where, you know, with seventeen thousand islands. The Lord's going to have to be a little bit more specific where He wants us to go. So, so on the way home, uh, before we went home. We had a hard time going to Mexico. All, there there's a whole page stuff that we had written down, line after line after line, of things, of trouble that we had getting into Mexico, just going down there, because um, I think it was spiritual, um, you know, Satan doesn't want anything good to happen, so. It's combat. Yeah, it's combat. So, my wife had been praying about that, and we. um She woke up about in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning. Well, actually, I think she had been having three thirty going through her, through her mind. Um Just you know the time three thirty, which is Tracy Media, and it just kept going through her mind, and she didn't know what to do with it. So, but she woke up about that time in the middle of the night, and this. Um, and prayed about the situation by getting back, going home, and we had several things to pray about. One is that our house hadn't sold yet, and we needed that to pay for our, um, we thought we needed that to pay for our time, our training. Um, And uh, we couldn't, of course, couldn't afford to pay for a house and and move out of the country either. So, um, and she prayed about the trip and other things. But uh, on the way, she found out the next day that the driver had been praying a lot and fell asleep about that time woke up. And she thought, well, maybe that's what it was all about, the 3.30. Uh, but um, didn't really confirm it. Then on the way back, on the trip back, it was about 103 degrees outside. And we had two vans with lots of kids Um, And it was just very hot, and she was just trying to keep everyone busy. Um, But we stopped. We had a tire go out, and we went all over the place looking for a tire. All they had were truck tires at all these shops. But we finally found one that had air conditioning and got the tire fixed. And she looked at her watch, and what do you know, it said 330. Um, so she thought, well, maybe that's what it was all about—is to just to pray for that, that trip and that the situation. Um, but and then we get went back and got home very late in the in the evening, and I uh, woke up the next day, and uh, we got a call from from Uncle Gary, you know, Michael. <laughs> Who's Uncle um. Gary? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yes, you're oh, the, that's,
2: that's right. right. We, we got to call. We'll him. make sure he sees this too. <laughs> <laughs> he said he had sold the house. Um, oh. And that was quite a surprise because <laughs> he had all, he had had contracts twice before and one was, he couldn't have sell it because someone went out and bought furniture before they signed the paperwork. And so they didn't qualify anymore. Another one owed one cent on a credit card. And they denied his, his credit. Wow. wow! And so this third one was pretty impressive. So we asked Gary if was it around three thirty or so that that happened, and uh, he didn't. He said, "Well, I was heading to the office about that time." So we thought, "Well, maybe that was it." But uh, my wife went to a prayer meeting that evening, and um, before she did that, we were looking through this. This book called Operation World, and it, uh, it said, uh, These staunchly Muslim islands are some of the least evangelized in Indonesia. So we thought, well, maybe that's uh, maybe the Lord's trying to tell us something there. We should look more into that. And uh, so she went off to her prayer meeting and and um, they talked to her and told her that they felt like the, the Lord was going to use her in confirmation. Because <clears throat> all this time, you know, she was just going on faith, um, going along with me. Um, wow. So then uh, the next day, uh, I know the story gets long, but it's, it's, it's a buildup too. it's really important. So, um, no, take
0: your time. Yeah. No worries. There. In fact, I'm,
2: I've
1: been holding my tongue, trying not to ask you questions. Because yeah. <laughs> there's, <laughs> Let's see. First of all, guys, the van he was traveling in, it's, it's a, it's a, that everyone knew about that van. Uh, <laughs> like I've had good times in that van, <laughs> that was a, that was a, that was a staple.
2: The brown van, Um,
1: the brown Ford van, yeah. And then also, I just want to say this during this process of because uh, our families were regular uh, uh, seeing at seeing each other. We'd always be at someone's house or someone was always over, and so we were always like, "Hey, when are we going to go see the cousins?" You know. And so when they were going through this process of becoming traveling ministers. Not traveling minstrels. (laughs) Cue the 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 traveling minstrels, (laughs) Keith.
0: Cue the traveling minstrels, Keith. We'll bring bring those back in. I love the (laughs) minstrels.
1: (laughs) It's a perfect excuse to cut to that. Um, But when they were training, and when we learned about um, certain things we couldn't say for their safety, and, and others in in Indonesia or wh- wherever they were going to go at the time, that being raised around the whole idea and concept and that my family were going to travel and do brave things for God, that was a whole thing. that was a whole processing as a young young guy growing up and going to church and, and honestly, it was very weighty. It was like, I kind of would brag about it. Like, Hey, my, my, uh, my family's missionaries, you know, they, they, they're missionaries over here, you know, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, those missionary books you're trying to like sell and like, you know, at church and stuff, the missionary books they used to do for missions. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my family right there. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a whole process growing up for sure. But I just want to interject because while, but you know, back at the ranch with, with your younger sister, you know, she I'd be hearing about all this stuff, and so she would make a point to you know teach us and talk to us about these things, and it's very powerful.
2: Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well let me finish the story so we don't forget about the Tracy Media, the 330. Um yes. So so we went in what we usually do is we eat as a, as a, as a community and Terry often fixed meals for that. And it was her day that Saturday morning and um, she needed some help. She was about ready to do it. And I, I was looking through all these books of, you know, there are tourism books and other things that, that uh, our leader had put together about Indonesia. And, uh, and one of them, with a tourism book and I looked I looked for Lombok in there and what do you know I found it. And so when she called me to come eat, can you guess? Uh, I, I so I wanted to save it. It was just a, there was a map of Lombok, nothing else. Just Lombok. And uh, can you tell me where the page number is? Three thirty.
0: Three thirty. Yep. Yeah. That's incredible.
2: In, you know, It's in a little red square box at 330 on the side where the page number was, and just a random tourism book. Wow. Um, So we knew exactly where we were going. um, And that was important because um, around that time, there was a lot of uh, turmoil going on in Indonesia. And we would need the encouragement to to, to actually go and to uh uh-huh. and to stay there for as long as we. Did. What year? What year was this? Uh it was nineteen ninety six. Ninety six.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> so and then then uh, the Lord didn't leave it at that because He knew that probably wouldn't be enough to keep us there. So He confirmed it. Confirmed the calling. And the way he did that, we went on an expository. Well, first of all, we went back to Compassion to visit. And uh, there was this guy there that basically took my place um, when I had left and he said um, that he knew someone. No, actually it it was the lady that asked us originally to go to Indonesia. She knew someone that she had met in Africa that had been on the island. And she had actually had her honeymoon on the island. Wow. So, uh, so there's a connection there. Um, and so we contacted that person that she had met in Africa and he got, got us in contact with people on the island. Um, and then another time we went back and after we had gone and visited everyone, we went back to Compassion again. And the and the person who had taken my place, he knew one of the people on the island. Um, wow! Then we went up to to our little church and divide. You know how small it is, Michael, right?
1: Yeah, the white church and divide.
2: Right, there were two, three bars in one church, and so uh, yeah, <laughs> we went in there and, and gave a little five minute talk about our our trip and. Um, There was a member of the church that knew someone on the island. Hmm. And there was a guest that showed up that day who knew someone on the island. Oh, my goodness. Different people on the island. And there are only only maybe six families there um, at that time. So the odds against that are just astounding. Oh, yeah. Wow. But that's not the end of it. A couple years later... Um, this lady came who had been serving in Papua New Guinea for 30 years and translated three Bibles. Um, I mean, which is, I think, if I remember right, and she came to speak to the ladies and encourage them. And, and my wife and daughter felt like they knew this lady, even though they couldn't possibly have known her. Um. <clears throat> and so we got a call on Father's Day. I think it was, it was Mother's Day when she came. I think we got a call on Father's Day from my my mother, and she said that grandma Grandma's cousin had a daughter on there. What? Wow. And this is a double cousin. You know, brother, sister, marrying brother, sister, so it's a really a blood... Yeah, uh, you know, close blood relation. That's amazing. So we were related to someone on this island on the other side of the world. Um mm-hmm. with 17,000 islands. God <laughs> put us there. Wow. Um
1: <laughs> So two questions. Yeah. Is this is this the island right next to Bali?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the next question is um Um, you know, and I lost it.
2: Continue. Yeah. Um, Bali is a, um, Hindu island. Um, Oh, one real quick. Yeah. yeah.
1: I remember. Was it, did you assemble with all these families? Like, didn't you guys regular, you had a group that regularly met.
2: Later. Um, okay. We actually, when we got, when, before we left, there had been an uprising. Um, in fact, we were planning on going in January of 1998, I think it was, and there was an uprising, and eleven churches got burned down, and uh, many, the Christians that were there, mostly Chinese Christians, were run off the island, um, and the the other other people there um, escaped to Bali or wherever they could go, and so. People weren't talking with with each other about what they were doing. It was real important to, yeah, you know, way um, low. So, um, so basically, the the believers were divided, and so that was one of the things that was important for um, the body to come back together again. Uh, <clears throat> effective. But, wow. So we felt like that was one of the things that we were able to accomplish with help of others, of course, but, but there was a lot of fear and there still is a lot of fear, um, you know, in a lot of people. So, but mm. you now nowadays, really, I think with, uh, um, with the new surveillance methods that they have, um, computer surveillance and other things, I don't think there's much, anything you try to do to hide what you're doing is gonna bring attention to you. So. Uh,
1: so hiding more out in the open.
2: <laughs> it's hmm. better just to be honest with what you're saying. People don't believe you you're honest.
1: Right. <laughs> right. If you're if you're working a job and you're you appear normal and you're talking normal,
2: yeah. But anyway, so that was uh, I think one of the accomplishments that we had. But um, well that's that's our story, and I think it's it's important. It's what got us there, and it's what kept us there. And uh, what it does point out is God. Um, God has a plan. Um, he knows, oh uh, He knows our abilities and our lack of ability is more like it. And um, He knows what our fears are. He knows um, He knows how to convince us that he's in it. I mean, I needed a lot of convincing that I knew exactly that we were in his his hand and that he was telling us where to go. And um, God's in the miracle making business still. He's not, it's not something in the past. It's not, uh, we can trust in his word. It's not something that's just from history. It's, it's what, you know, God is doing, actively doing today. Um in this world so right Peter, well
1: you have, yeah no, I, just, I, I wanted to ask you have any questions
0: well i was looking through here and i just it's first of all amazing just how how many confirmations were taking place in through this about the, this call and where you were going to wind up and 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 all of that and i was looking through some of your notes um that you'd sent over and it's interesting to me too that the the amount of things that were kind of working to keep you here to not go because I I was looking at you know the the bonus and the and the raises and all the things going on at work to where you're actually you know making a lot more money here and you've got a you know a great job and a house and a great life and a great setup here and yet to through this process recognize that okay you're really not called to be at this job you're called to be doing something different in God's plan. And even though there's all this great stuff here, he still is confirming this whole story. Yep. You're supposed to be somewhere else. You're supposed to do something else, you know, and, and we've got a, got a plan and a place for you to get you out of the enticements of, you know, being close to family and an amazing job and a house and all these things. And then to get you into another part of the world where you have none of that, like that still just amazes me that that anytime i hear or have the opportunity to speak with somebody who is who's done this type of work um you know it's not just a um you know a, a glory things serving the Lord, but there's also some personal sacrifice involved on your part. And 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 in your case, and reading through some of your notes, there's a lot of sacrifice um that that is ultimately used, of course, for God's glory and serving him. Uh, but but sometimes when you're in the middle of the storm, it's hard to, or even in the middle of you know, these decisions or the process to see that like there's something bigger in my life that can be used because i'm gonna set aside all this stuff and i'm gonna i'm gonna go over here and i'm gonna do this and so i'm just i i'm absolutely amazed at at hearing um the story thus far as as how things unfolded and and how you actually wound up where you wound up and and serving and how you serve this is just amazing
2: well one thing about working compassion is that i we had visited the field twice before once was in guatemala um and, and there, I, I think I really realized how wealthy we were as Americans. Um, and I think it was in Guatemala, we were in a bus, and, and we visited this little poor house, you know. <clears throat> and, you know, they were just destitute. But they came out with a chicken and wanted to give it to us, a live chicken for us to eat. And you knew that was, you know, you know, that's that's what they're living on.
1: Right. That's slaughtering the cow and giving you the whole cow. I mean, that's so that's huge.
2: And so I thought, you know, they have so much faith. Oh, and I didn't tell you the story, and I think I should probably should go back to that. The story that that our leader told that first that first day. Um when I thought that the Lord was talking to me, it was a a vision that he said he had. Now I don't, you know, I don't know if he's, what kind of a vision, but this story is what's important. He said he had three plates in front of him. I mean, I know three starving children that had a plate in front front of them. And, you know, these, these kids were just skin and bones and starving to death. And one's plate has food piled up, you know, just falling off, but yet he was starving to death. Um, another one had a plate that had enough food on it to survive, but yet he was starving to death. And a, and another one, the third one had nothing on his plate. Um, and the Lord asked uh, our leader, well, who, who are you gonna serve? And that story really resonated with me. You know, I had been at Gideon I had handed out Bibles. I had seen how every, you know, every person in the U.S. Uh, has opportunity to hear about Jesus. Um, there's a church on nearly every corner. Um, if, if they don't find a church, there's people around them that, that know Jesus. They can ask. They have a Bible probably, even if they don't read it, they may have five or 10 in different languages, I mean, you know, translations. Um but yet they're starving to death. Our 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 country is just starving spiritually. There's um there's skin and bones as far as spiritually concerned. Come on. That's exactly it. And and down in, in Guatemala and Peru where we visited also, there is enough Christians there that they can get a you Know get spiritual food if they need it, but there are places in the world where there's no one, no one to give them anything any spiritual food, and um, mm-hmm. so they really got to me. And then I realized, you know, the scripture that says, um, about the rich young man, and I realized I was a rich young man that I, you know, I'm not, I wasn't, we've always been. Poor by American standards, but but by world standards, you know the poor among us are in the top ten percent of the world as far as wealth goes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the, the poverty line for the U.S. is the top ten percent for world wealth, and so um, we are the rich. And so I I I needed to obey the Lord's command and, and that was real important to do that. So
1: it's amazing the, the, uh, the intense conviction the Lord was convicting you with, and you knew it was conviction. You knew it wasn't, um, Hey, I want to be a, uh, uh, a humanitarian. <clears throat> you knew, you knew you were called to ministry specifically spiritual food, even specifically, let alone taking care of needs if you could. But my question is, were you, <clears throat> so you were feeling a strong call towards um, traveling for the Lord type work. Um, Did he, in, in your revelation of, of, of these things and, and the, the heart, we were just reading in a, In Prophetic Gathering Place, we were just reading uh, Galatians chapter 1. I believe it's 15 or 16, verse 15 or 16. And it says, uh, when Paul, I'll I'll pull it up right now. When Paul was talking about when the Lord chose to really uh, turn up the, let's just read it. When uh, uh Galatians 1, verse 15, but when he, God, who had set me apart, see, because that's one thing, that's one thing uh my Uncle Mark was experiencing, he was experiencing in life so many obvious highlights, obvious convictions. God was setting him apart. Uh, but when he who had set me apart even from my mother's womb, and called me through his grace, was pleased. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Just how this scripture is just like, I could just see God totally singing this over you, you know, (laughs) was pleased to reveal his son in me. It says, Paul's talking about me, but to reveal his son in uncle Mark, that he might preach Jesus amongst yeah, especially Gentiles. Gentiles really applies here, Mark. Huh? <laughs> uh, it says that Paul, I did not immediately consult with flesh and blood. And you didn't. You were you you had asked maybe some questions, but you were like, it was you and Aunt Terry and the Lord, and you were looking for his leading, and you were looking for specifics, and you were, um, the Lord was patient with you, and you were patient with the Lord, and you just didn't rush off to, you know bali you know you uh, you know and and you didn't figure it out there you're like no we got to know exactly where we're going and <clears throat> but my my question is it's like it's obvious to me and maybe if you agree with this or not but it's it's so clear the convictions was the lord illuminating he, he was pleased this is the right time let's illuminate myself in mark and let's just really and, and these these highlights, these convictions um, are, are going to really turn up here. And, and so much so, you said these things kept you in Indonesia also. Because I know from firsthand that you weren't seeing um, the glamorous numbers, if you will, of people <laughs> saved, baptized. You weren't seeing... Uh, you were seeing miracles, and you were seeing signs and wonders, and you were seeing divine protection. But it wasn't like you—you um, you brought the uh, evangelism tent to the island of Lombok, which, you know that holds a thousand people. You weren't holding evangelism meetings. You were um, in a in a spiritual war zone, and and trying to keep uh, the fellow missionaries safe, and also trying to figure out if you guys can get back. Here. But what I'm what I'm alluding to, so. So, if you can comment on that, but also, you guys did a deep tilling work, a deep plow work in in that island and in in that island's culture.
2: I, I, th- I think it was back a little further than that. I think what we were there for is not even to till. <laughs> mm. We were there to create a field.
1: Oh, my goodness.
2: Wow. We were there to <laughs> the trees clear the, the, the rocks. boulders wow
1: so, that's, that's fire
0: amazing actually holy spirit amazing. like
1: that is i'm um, glad i'm um, glad that you told me that that makes a lot more sense
2: so yeah the only person ever came to jesus was someone from afghanistan under our leadership it was from afghanistan who came to us and heard about jesus on the radio and wanted us to oh, wow. talk to him about how to become a Christian, and so, um, wow, yeah. But I think what what we ended up doing is we lived like the people. We dressed in a way, you know. Uh, growing up in the in the church background that we had, it's very easy to follow muslim tradition because there were a lot of rules and we were good at keeping them um so we i dressed you know with long pants even though the tourists would be wearing shorts and that kind of stuff and we try to be modest and we we tried to be holy in their sight you know what i mean um mm-hmm. because these these people are very religious they care uh about what they're doing at least in the open um And uh, my friend, you know, the more we talked to him, the more religious he got. Um, You know, just trying to get to the the bottom of his own religion um, to see if he could do it. But it's all, most religions are about what people can do. Okay. And, uh, but Christianity is all about what God has done for us. It's not about what we can do for Him. It's about what He did for us. And you know, God, who can do anything, reaches down and 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 lifts us up. We don't reach up and pull Him down. Uh, we don't impress Him with our good deeds. We don't. Uh, everything we do is foolishness to Him. Our righteousness is like filthy rags. It says the scriptures. Um, and so he, these people are really trying hard to impress God, but they can't. And right. at some point, I'm sure they realize that. So so we tried to, to, to live like they did as best we could. Um, but, you know, being white and American, they thought that we were wealthy. So we were never able to completely fit into their culture. We were like ducks and, you know, waddling through town, <laughs> bunch of ducks. But compared to the other tourists that were on the island, we We stood out because we were, um, you know, trying to complement their culture as much as we could. Um, but then we... Uh, then we started a, a work there um, to help the poor. And the way that came about is a friend, we were, there was some land. Um, Bali's right next door, and there's a lot of competition between the Hindus and the Muslims about, you know, all the wealth that can be pulled in through tourism. And Bali's getting it all, but Lombok was way behind in that. Um, but they wanted to make Lombok the Muslim tourism destination of the world. And so oh. they were trying to planning on putting a mosque up every 1,000 feet, I think it was, or 1,000 yards, something like that. But um, wow, meters in, in there. But so we, we thought that they could, uh, to benefit them most, would be to start a tourism school um, to teach the, the local people how to to work in tourism. And that might be a, comp- a way we can help them out and uh, have a reason for being on the island. Because <laughs> being a student only lasts for a little while. You can't be a student. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, that didn't work out because you didn't have money <laughs> you have to, oh. to, the, to start a school. Uh, we found a location that would have worked out really well, but uh, we didn't have money to do that. Um, but the person that was helping us buy land, his brother went blind. And there was an organization in Bali that helped his brother out. And he, when he got there and saw the, the swimming pool at, at this, the office this house, it was kind of in a, in a house where they started this organization. Uh, they had a swimming pool. They brought in doctors from Australia and all over the all over the place, and they did do great work helping the blind. And he said we could do that in Lombok, and so and I said, "Yeah, we could." And so we started an organization to help the poor. And he wrote up this wonderful document that said we're going to build, have schools, even religious schools, um, and. You know, help the with the medical assistance and all kinds of stuff in in development work, and so they had this great. Um, he he set it all up, how we could how we could do this legally and set up an organization to do that, and we so we started, and that lasted about a year until he figured out that uh, he couldn't have a brand new vehicle in an office because I didn't have money to get him with. Um <laughs> So we we started over with the other people that were working with us, the native people that were working with us, and with another under another name, and we were able to help uh, many people. I think by the time it ended a few couple years ago, we had helped over three thousand people. Wow! So uh, and about over two thousand of those were cleft lip, cleft palate. Because we found that we could get doctors from other organizations, we became the the go-to place for um, helping cleft lip and cleft palate patients find a doctor and get treatment through international organizations. It helped wow. the government. It helped the people. Um, uh, we were kind of like oil in the machinery to make everything work together smoothly. And it wasn't me. It was the people. It was local people when i got involved like one of the things they have uh, you know a health card that the poor can get if they can bribe their local um politician to give them one um they have this free health card uh, but then they take the health card to the hospital then people would yell at them because they don't know what they're doing and the hospital's having a hard time because the people didn't know how to how to go through their process so, our workers helped them get the paperwork and help the hospital by training the, the patients how to be good patients. And, uh, and also did it just made everything run smoother, work better. Wow. okay. And so that that's what we did for the um, the remainder nerd over time in the island is help poor. Um, through this organization, and hey, oh, it, go ahead. Sorry, by doing it, I think we were removing stones and mm-hmm. and trees and, and making a field. First of all, the only thing they knew about Christians was Christians were these people that came in as tourism, you know, tourists. They were ungodly and didn't dress themselves and. Um, did all kinds of things, um, drank alcohol, which they wouldn't do, at least not uh, not openly. Um, so they are everything you don't want your kids to become. And so we were showing them that, that Christians can be, you know, holy in their sight, and um, and that they they're helpful and they, they want they have their best interests in mind and not trying to just take from them.
1: Wow so, and, and was that a compliment you guys got like what was this said of you guys?
2: Well, we heard we heard one lady her her daughter said to her we were walking down the street and this was several miles from our home. They were walking down the street and we the little girl said, Oh, look, mom, tourists. And she said, No, they're not tourists. They're they're Sasak like we are. And oh so, wow. That was a that was a compliment. Yes. Um, another time this guy came to the island and said, uh, people that are trying to change your culture come and, and start organizations like we did. And uh he basically described us to a T what we were doing, why we were on the island. Um, other than we, ha- we we're you know we're there to love them and help them not to not to hurt them in any way. But uh, he got run out by our neighbors. Uh, <laughs> so we supernatural protection. We were their tourists.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so good.
0: Keith, do you have any questions? Well, <clears throat> I've been mulling something that that Mark touched on a little bit ago. Excuse me for just a second here. I'm going to not do this in your ear. Um, so you'd mentioned something about faith, and I don't know if it was kind of a Holy Spirit highlight for me for something else I've been struggling with recently or, or call back to other conversations I've heard about people Um you know, doing work for for God and going into another country and seeing more um, willingness to hear something different, or these people had enough faith um, and trust in God, a God, something to where there was room for God Himself to come in and and do all these miracle signs and wonders. And so I was kind of pondering on you know what what that atmosphere there look like i mean i know you you established that there's there's definitely in this region um you know and even reading through the materials you know there's the hinduisms there's muslims there's a couple other things there that are kind of predominant um and definitely in that area not a lot of you know christian anything let alone christian anything that's got like a good flavor to it that anybody wants to hear or relate to and so Um, I I guess I just kind of wanted to focus back on some of that faith aspect a little bit, because obviously, you know, we're seeing from from your side of the story, you've got to have a lot of faith to go into an area like this where there's not a whole lot of groundwork being done. There's not a lot of fields being cleared so you can go in and start tilling and watering and planting and all these things. You know, you're having to go in from the very beginning of, even planning a foundation to where to lay the field, you know? And and so, you know, obviously there's a lot of faith on your side of the story, but, but what about on theirs? Like what kinds of things do you see, especially starting this, um, you know, this medical aid? Um, I think that definitely is such a great idea as a way to, you know, not only help people with, uh, you know, the cleft lip thing is such a huge um a thing in a lot of areas and definitely one that you know is difficult for people to even want to be seen when they're afflicted by something like that and so you're you're getting people out with these afflictions getting them doctors getting them treated getting them healed of this um that's definitely got to be a great way to open some doors to to even start a conversation about hey have you heard the good news you know
2: um yeah i'm sure it, it could be, um, but as far as me talking to those people, it wasn't effective. Uh, I, I started to say that when I when I got involved, uh, like I went to a hospital with a patient, and the doctor threw away their health card because I was with them. Oh, wow. Um, because this rich American uh, guy was with them. Obviously, they didn't need pre-government health care. Um mm. So I found that I was better off just keeping the database working and that kind of stuff and making sure they got paid, you know, these people are, the staff were as poor as the people around them. Um, So we just tried to raise enough money to keep them paid a a reasonable, in their culture, a reasonable uh, wage. so, and we were working with—they um, were Muslims too. So, as far as the gospel getting out, the gospel only getting out by word of mouth, by them telling each other stories about these Christians that are their tourists or, or other people that they know. Um, it's by it's by gossip. Um, Now, don't think that we weren't the only ones sharing, you know, the good news of Jesus on the island. There are other people there, too. Um, I don't want to claim anything like, um, and there had been people on the island many years ago. um, But all that kind of got squashed because there's so few and so many over two and a half million people on the island. So much less than, like zero point one percent Christian. Most of the Christians on the island were Chinese, the the wealthier people that owned the businesses and that kind of stuff. They were they were Christians. Um, But as far as the a realistic the expectation that anyone ever hear the gospel, it's it still wasn't there. Okay. But, but I think what we were able to accomplish is just the ability for them to listen if someone came to them, and not automatically out of hand reject them because they're a foreigner or 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 they're they're a Christian. Um, because obviously there was someone that was a Christian that was behind this uh, organization that helped their child or their cousin you know it help.
0: right mm-hmm. so, so uh, as, as you're talking I'm, I'm sitting here wondering okay so you went through you went through training to to be able to do this you you had some firsthand experiences in mexico to go learn language and to kind of you know, just kind of get your feet wet with this whole concept of, of serving God in this manner. So obviously going through all that, like there had to have been some kind of, you know, expectations or like, you know, what you'd like to accomplish or what you, you know, you'd hope to have done by the time your, your time there ended. So I'm just curious how like those expectations really compared with like the real world um, experience.
2: Well, I think the expectation is that we were be able to start um, a body of a fellowship of believers among the native people, um, and that didn't happen in our time there. Um, there, that that has started since we left. Oh wow! Um, so, um, almost immediately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take very long. Um, so, so there had been some seed planting. But the, the brochure I, I, I gave you, and I, we can't really show it on the radio, but um, the way I felt like when we first visited there, this person gave us a tour of the rice fields and how they were planted in, in, uh, in that area and what they do is they they have this this field of you know mud and they lay down the rice from the last harvest into this mud and it would grow up um into this new rice is what they call it, or uh, a little clump of of new new shoots coming up and then they take those out and they spread it throughout the field and then the the roots would expand, you know, and, and other shoots would come up from that. So it'd fill in the field. And then it'd grow to maturity and then they harvest it and start all over again. And I, I kind of felt like that was a, a spiritual picture of how um, the gospel will spread among the islands is is that there's gonna be a sacrifice of those, you know, good quality people um that's you know or a sacrifice so that others can come up no and and there were people there was a lady that had been working on a translation and uh she was burned and over 85 percent of her body and she, she had we there's a lot of prayer for her, and we thought she was gonna make it, but she died about a month after her burn you know, after she was burned. Mm. I just see her as one of those. One of those sacrifices. Mm. The the good seed, the good seed that was sacrificed in the mud of the field so that there could be new shoots. And then I see that these, you know, it's not safe for anyone to to follow Christ there. And they they just get spread out, you know, throughout this area. And I think that their life and their influence and their roots that they have in Jesus and their dependence upon God alone will make them stronger and make them grow and mature. And being alone, depending on the Lord, um, will make them so much stronger, so much uh, better quality um, believers than if they had grown up in a club. I hmm. um, uh, often he's... think of, often think of, uh, you know, the salt. Jesus calls us the salt of the earth, right? Right. And then there's another another place where it says, "Where the salt has lost its flavor." <laughs> Uh, is its savor. And I think the only time salt loses its savor is when there's too much from one place. Because the purpose yep. of salt is to both add flavor and to preserve. And that is the function of the church in the world, is to add flavor and to preserve the world, okay? But when we all clump together, we lose our savor. Um we need to be spread out and we need to be dependent on the Lord. And in that way we have good add flavor to, you know, the environment that we're in, the people we're with. Um, and we preserve it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly the way the Lord is working in, in Lombok or not, but I, I, I imagine that's the way it's working. And someday I will know whether or not, you know, the way we saw it would happen actually did happen. Um, but I have seen the sacrifice or uh, of people that are really sacrificed to, uh, so that people would know about Jesus and what he did for them. Um, and from there, I expect the people will be spread out through the entire world, um, passing on what they've learned about Jesus as they grew up in that field. So.
1: Wow. There is uh, there's one thing we have to touch on, and, and uh, Uncle Mark was, was quick with this one. But I will, I will, you know, Uncle Mark, we, what's so amazing about this show, honestly, we're really, probably one of the coolest things about this show is we're people listen all over the world.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the YouTube numbers are low. All right, guys. Hey, like comment, subscribe,
0: right? The YouTube numbers are low,
1: but what's so interesting is the podcast numbers are not. <laughs> and that's amazing. But, But everyone listening to this and watching this, if you have a connection at your church or in your, in your community, two missionaries and ones who you probably, you know, may or may, you know, may believe in, um, give, give to, give to these, uh, workers of the gospel in other areas, um. Uh, Uncle Mark was saying that, you know, hey, we couldn't do this form of of, of this job, this form of this uh, help for the local people because couldn't bring in enough money for a new car, and we couldn't uh, get a rental going or a property going. And yet, I do hear of other missionaries that are able to do something like that. Well, it's because it's because they they're they're. Um, for one reason or another, they were, they were able to um, receive more funds. So if you know any missionary anywhere and you have, you have the ability to give to them.
0: Yes. Well, and just to tackle that, I think it's interesting as we've, we've gone through this tonight that, you know, I've heard about missionary work and, and, you know, the, the ambassador work for Jesus, you know, all my life. And really, you know, you you even see people coming into local church and talking about, hey, you know, our church is sponsoring them and, you know, they're out here doing all these things and and yada, yada. But sometimes it doesn't really sink in about the work that these people are doing, the sacrifices, the personal sacrifices they make uh, for the Lord to go out and do this. And so I think something that's standing out to me uh, in just a huge way tonight is that, um you know there there is real work being done by these ambassadors, you know, and by um, the evangelist group as well. And so again, if if you're in a position or or in a way or looking for someone to support, you know those those people that are going out and and actively doing things that we all should be doing. I mean, it's great that you know we've got we've got a church body here that's doing things locally and and all the things. But when you're moving into into even scarier areas of the planet um you know where where you're gonna face some opposition where you're gonna face a bunch of different religious beliefs they're gonna want to squander you know squash what you're doing because you know they've got a nice tight racket going there so why why allow something else you know it's important that we support these folks that have been called to do this because again it's it's not only a personal sacrifice but they're they're making a, a they're risking everything You know to to go and to spread the word and even the potential of of being able to plant a seed and i think that's what's great about this story because it's it's not about okay hey we went in and we were able to to water and harvest some stuff this is like pre-planting the, that Mark's done. And so like that that work itself is even in my opinion more difficult uh, because you've got to you know move the trees and the rocks and the stumps and you know uh, plan strategically what fields you're gonna look at before you know before you even start removing rocks and trees. and so the fact that that was the work that was done there and just being able to have an avenue for someone to come behind and to start, um, planting and watering and, and for the hopes, for the hopes of a harvest. Cause that's the other thing, um, you know, that I think was set up in this story very well that, you know, going into it. Yeah. Obviously the expectation is, yeah, we want to come out with all kinds of lives saved. We want to have all this fruit. We want to have, you know, all these miracle signs and wonders and all these things that say how great God is. And, and what it seems like in listening to Mark is like, that expectation was there, but that was not the end result for sure. But it was still rewarding work. It was still work that that he and his family were glad to do, to just have the hope of something down the road, and, and not in their time there. And that and that again is a theme that we've seen over the last uh, few shows that we've done over the few teachings we've done. Is that there is this measure of hope that Jesus provides um, that um, you know we may not. See the fruit of our work in our lifetime. It may be one of those things that you know we're not going to know till we get to heaven, and we're going to get a little highlight reel that goes, "Oh, hey, by the by, this happened because you served me here." You know, we don't always know that that high that we tell someone, or that you know, "Hey, have a great day," or that compliment we paid them, or something like that, just saved someone from suicide. We don't know those things, you know. And this work that that Mark and his family did is so much, so much bigger. um Again, I just, I'm, I'm just kind of overwhelmed at the fact that okay, you didn't even know for a long time where you were going to go. You just knew you had to go and you get there and it's not even a a, a field. It's, it's, it's this whole plot of land that's still full of boulders and trees and, you know, old garbage stuff. You got to haul out before you can even think about stuff like this is just incredible. And so I just want, again, circle back to encourage our, our listeners and viewers, you know, if you are in a position to support, Um, these ambassadors and, you know, your local evangelists or even other evangelists, you know, people that are out there in people's faces (laughs) talking about or trying to lay groundwork to talk about, do it.
1: Well, and and I just also want to touch on this too. Um, I don't know, Uncle Mark, if you have heard uh, about missionaries leading the mission field where they were at, or I should say workers in the gospel, Leaving their area where they were assigned and coming back to Colorado Springs because they're called back to Colorado Springs. Have you heard of things like that where they're called uh, workers of uh, for Christ are called back to America?
2: Well, I I know among the people we worked with, there was kind of a five year limit for quite a while. Uh, Some of the contemporaries that we were there made it ten years, and we made it ten years. But uh, but in some of the more difficult areas, there's a spiritual battle going on. And um, certainly in our area, they only made it five years, many, many people. Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of people that had to return or felt like they had to return.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, kind of what I'm
1: talking about is I've heard of um, – uh, people coming from Montana I've heard of uh, missionaries the Lord calling these man I keep on saying a certain word uh, the Lord calling people back to America to because because of a of, of a certain depravity going on
2: um, and um, there's always spiritual battles going on certainly among the- God's people as well. Okay.
1: Yes, and so the reason why I say that is, um, I want I want this time hearing this this testimony and the these accounts for, to be an encouragement for anyone um, to to listen to the Lord, go to Him, listen to the Lord, and ask Him where He would He would send you. Um, I remember asking the Lord where he would send me and he, t- and this uncle Mark, this was right before a lot of people started moving into the County. Um, he said, stay here. I'm bringing the mission field here. And I was honestly wanting to like, Hey, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Who am I going to be? What do you want me to be? You know? And he said, stay here. The- and so what then what was amazing is you start seeing certain laws pass and you start seeing a lot of people move to this area. And and so we I just knew, you know, that that this was the area, this was the certain field. And in in, in this area, yeah, there are, it's almost kind of like Europe. Yeah, there's some churches on every corner. If they have a certain persuasion, though, their numbers are dwindling and low and, and that we, we could talk about all day the condition of the church in America. And so one thing we've been seeing, uh, Heath and I and, and the other co-hosts, we've been seeing a lot of deliverance. We've been seeing a lot of healings and, and we've been seeing um, a lot of revival activity. And even this show... Uh, was inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit um, because we wanted to um, highlight this area, but also highlight if we, you know, if we ever uh, got news of other things going on, like we did talk about the Asbury revival in in Asbury, Kentucky. Um, that's, that was a, a, a fire starter to our church too. Um. um so, to our listeners and our viewers, um, if you would like to give to my uncle Mark, and if you if you say Mister Mark, and when you would like to give to us, uh, Heath is going to have the he's going to talk more about how you can give. But if you want to give to uh, Mister Mark, it, that's that's what we're going to call it. Is if you title it Mister Mark, it's going to him. Um, and also, by the way, if you give to this show to, uh, for today's episodes, it's going to, it's going to uh, Mark's ministry, uh, traveling, travel agency of the Lord, <laughs> the travel agency for ambassador sending uh, unto the Lord. So um, let, Heath, let's just make that more clear than, than that. Let's, let's just, you know, proudly say, if you're willing to give to a missionary Here's one right here. If you're willing to give to one of God's ambassadors, here's one right here. Uh, any proceeds from this show, especially uh, the ones titled "Mr. Mark," they're they're going to Mr. Mark. So, right.
0: right. and I, I guess since we've brought it up, we'll just go ahead and tackle that now. So again, you can give multiple ways uh, to this ministry. We do have, of course, the um, oh, they all left me too. So we have the I
1: know, I couldn't remember them either. <laughs> we have-
0: <laughs> we we do have the Cash App cash at Venmo. It? You can mail stuff in and through the Tithely app and our link on the website, you can actually... Uh, donate through there, and I'll double check to make sure that we've got something set up so you can specifically through Tithely donate um, directly and have it flagged uh, for Mark's uh, ministry. And so, yeah, you can give through those ways. And, of course, those are going to be on your screen in the show description down below um, and, of course, uh, linked on the website. So there will be stuff happening all over the place for those watching, for those listening. Um, You guys know how to get to the link. So there you go.
1: Yeah. And I believe you listeners have heard that this is a, uh, this is good ground. You've heard about how the prep work here at this, this Island in Indonesia has happened. And you have heard how, ha- ha- uh, when these, uh, when these workers for Christ left, that the, that the assembling of the church did happen. This is good ground. And, and, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I have heard a bird, uh, a bird chirp, uncle Mark, that, that, um, that uh, my aunt and my uncle are looking to uh, looking at what's going on back there and looking to possibly go back. And so this is a word. This is good seed. Good seed to to sow into. So there you go. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 All right. Well, with all of that, I man, I don't even know how to like highlight reel this for you really quick just to cover everything we've covered. I. I'm still just sitting here kind of, you know, even with all the the prep material I had that Mark provided to read through and sift through today and to, to just kind of focus on, on what they did and their story. There's just, I, I'm really still awestruck at just how God moved through this story. And, and And even, you know, again, this whole thing that keeps sticking in my head is the fact that, you know, they had expectation, they go, things did not go how it expected, but God still moved. And God still did yeah. something, you know, and it, well, and it didn't, he, go ahead.
1: Well, we, let's, let's actually ask, let's actually ask uh, Mark this. Um, one, Mark, are yeah. there stories that you have of, of, of that, that spiritual uh, <clears throat> battleground, not so good times? Uh, anything that the Lord would have you share. And then also, can you confirm or deny this story that uh, my cousin, your son was telling me years and years ago. So I don't know if this will register or not, but I'm going to give a good try. So if I'm recounting this correctly, um, one of my cousin's friends, your son, um, he had a friend that told him a story about how a, a demon came into his room through the window that really stunk. And I guess the way he could tell it was a demon was the smell. There wasn't a form or something, but the demon opened up the window, came into the room and it just stunk in the room. And your son's friend says, Hey, stink demon in the name of Jesus, get out. And the, the, the smell disappears. Okay. But then he calls, (laughs) (laughs) then he calls, if I'm recounting this correctly, then he calls the stink demon back in Jesus' name, come back and close my window. And the smell came back and the window closed, and then the smell disappeared.
2: (laughs) That sound familiar? I don't remember that story, but it wouldn't really surprise me to tell you the truth. Great story. We need to get Randall on this show.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: Randall and the stink demon. I, that's great. I, we, we definitely should do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, is there, are there any highlighted, uh, by the Holy spirit stories?
2: Um, I I don't know. I think since you brought up Randall, uh, when we went down to Mexico, um, There was a an attack, and it was you know Satan doesn't like to attack the leaders so much. Mm. He he prefers to attack the children, and uh, and he's a quite a coward about it the way he does it. <laughs> um, and Randall would, was playing with this little dog in this family that we're staying at, and this dog reached up and bit him across the face. Oh.
1: I remember and, that, uh,
2: and we were, you know, here in this small town, have no idea where a doctor is or anything, and it's gone all the way through his his cheeks, and you get, we we were sitting in the in the kitchen after dinner, and they were outside. There was an open window, but we heard the snap of that dog's um, mouth coming closed. Wow! Uh, Inside Randall's. Mouth, um, but God provided. Just two doors down, there was a, a doctor that had gotten trained in the in the United States. Um, she took us to her little office. There was just one light bulb, um, in her office, and she had a you know small table, you know, with a pad on it for for patients to sit on, and. And he lay down there, and she sewed him up, and he just has a small M scar on his face. Um, she did such a great job. But that was a spiritual awakening to us about the some of the dangers we're going to face for our kids, taking them to this uh, third world country where there's few doctors and um but, but God provides. God takes care of him. He took care of us. He took care of Randall. Uh, he left a reminder. <laughs> Randall, I think, had bragged that he wanted a scar at one time so, <laughs> for that. So he Yeah, I remember scar. him telling that story
1: pretty triumphantly to me.
2: <laughs> and he's got his yeah. is for Mexico, so he remembers where he got it. Um, <laughs> But the Lord showed us how He takes care of His people. Um, yes, we will get attacked. Um, yes, the Satan likes to, you know, choose the weakest um, that He can find. But God takes care of. God uses the weakest for His for His army, really, for for reaching people. He often chooses the weak to to uh confound the wise and you know to show up show off his power you know if a, if a weak person defeats satan satan has nowhere to you know no way to boast about that and i think that's god's plan overall is that he wants to defeat satan through our weak faith mm. <laughs>
0: that is so good he
2: wants, he wants to completely wipe him out with the smallest thing he can find, and that is our faith. <laughs> we're what? strong. Wow. But if we have just a little bit of faith, we're defeating Satan through that, and Satan cannot boast anymore um, because he has been defeated by the weakest thing we that God has around. Uh, oh. <laughs> amen. That is so powerful. That's awesome. uh, I really think that's what the Lord's doing. You know, that's why He uses us. It's all and it's all free will. We get to decide whether or not we're going to have that faith. Um, it's not something He forces us. God can make robots. He can make anything. He could do it Himself. Yeah. People often say, "Well, why didn't God do something? I mean, why didn't He help me?" But God gives us everything we need. He, he doesn't all we have to do is trust him to be god but we we somehow think that satan's as strong as god is no satan is not as strong as god is he just wants to defeat satan using our weakness so that because he loves satan too god doesn't change he loves he created satan as well he he still cares even though he knows Satan will never repent he still cares for Satan Mm. so he wants to defeat him in a way that shows him um, that shows him that defeats his pride so even Satan if he could would have an opportunity to repent (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow! I don't know if uh, the listeners were listening, but those were some theological bomb drops. <laughs> <clears throat> that was straight fire. Um, yeah, yeah. The the uh, so I I even heard a word while you were ministering there, Uncle Mark. I I heard uh, to anyone thinking that they have weak faith, turn too much. <laughs> yeah just just turn, turn to him, dare, dare to turn and whisper to him the smallest prayer you have. Say hi Lord and you have just overcome how much Uncle Mark <laughs> how much in just addressing the Lord in, in that faith of having enough faith to, to know he's real, to acknowledge him, what has that person just achieved?
2: Through that, God can accomplish so many great things. He can Mm -hmm. He can defeat Satan through that faith. But you have to give it to God. You have to your faith has to be in the right thing. It has to be in God. Not in yourself, not in your theology, not in your understanding of scripture, not in your education or what you've done for God. But your faith has to be in the strength and the power of Jesus Christ, and what he did for you. That's it. Wow. You can say more than that. Heath,
1: go
0: for it. Yeah, I don't even. How are you supposed to follow that? Come on. Um. Just, just,
1: I mean, say how amazing that was, I guess. I don't
0: know. <laughs> you know god what? is
2: amazing. God is, mean, amazing god is amazing
0: and, and and yeah like michael said if you were not paying attention you need to to rewind and go back because that was some incredible knowledge being dropped on you right there so wow i just uh, yeah i'm speechless like this was incredible i'm so glad that we went uh, went this direction um with things and and there was an opportunity for you to to drop those truth bombs mark because that's incredible and god is incredible and you're right it, just that whole faith the sight of a mustard seed is is incredible and could do amazing things uh when you're chasing him so yeah that's awesome um anything else we need to we need to touch on before we uh contemplate wrapping things up Okay, I'll Uncle take Mark, that
1: as-
2: what
0: you
1: think? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Mark, what you think? Any any other words uh to the listeners that you may have uh uh teaching-wise, prophetically-wise, anything. Apostolically, man, you what? could probably address the apostolic side of things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't don't underestimate what God can do through you. <sighs> um you know, Jesus said that my disciples will do greater things than I did. Okay. Wow. I, it's hard to get your mind around. Um, but you have to have a little faith to be able to figure that out. You didn't say you had to be strong or powerful or well-educated. or You just needed to trust him, and he will do greater things than he did. Uh, it just If we just had enough faith to believe that, um, and we are sons of the living God, what does that mean? Nowadays, you know, sonship doesn't mean a whole lot. But back then, I mean, if you were the son of the king, that meant you, were, you had keys of the kingdom. And guess what, folks? Yes. We are adopted into God's family. We have the keys of the kingdom. We have the authority that God gives us, not our authority, his authority. Right. Um, but we have to believe it. We have to know who God is, that he that He is the creator, that he is all powerful, that, that Satan is no challenge for him, um, that the world is no challenge for him. That our 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 weakness is no challenge. Wow!
1: <laughs> the kindness of God leads to repentance. The, I mean, because that's that's just what uh, it just reminded me of that verse. just God is that kind. He is that kind. Yeah. He 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 can breathe um, creation. He I mean out of out of the breath and spittle of, of our God came the entire universe when he spoke it all into existence. Um, and you know you know you you were touching on the aspect of Lucifer there, and I, I I may not be totally accurate in this, but when he said let there be light, he meant all light, and Lucifer is name is light bearer, and he could easily say Without a hesitation, uh, he does not hesitate. <laughs> uh, he could e- equally say, "Let there be no light. and Satan is gone. <laughs> but but he he has he must have a massive plan for his kids because uh, he is using all things, even the enemy, for our good. He is really generally in a in a uh, he's using that that betrayer the great betrayer um, who would produce uh, horrible fruit, like, you know, like Judas and the son of perdition, you know, the antichrist, you know, like, like, like a, a lot of bad stuff comes from, uh, uh, God's love and, and, and how God, God creates. See, God is not small. God creates creation that has the ability to choose, to choose freely. He doesn't make robots. um, I can't think of one creation uh, um, that he made uh, that isn't impacted by the freedom of will or has freedom of will. Um, You know, even even when you speak kindly, uh, you speak good words over vegetables and plants. There's studies that show you say good things. Hey, hey, tomato plant. It's so good to see you today. You're doing so good. You know, hey, I'm gonna water you, and I'm gonna like treat you really good today. That tomato plant produces more fruit. <laughs> Your the words have power. So, so yeah, he thought. Just it reminded me of those things that that um, God. The very fact that we are—I don't normally go to psychology-type thinking stuff, but. But the very fact that we can we can think about God and that we can dare to think about eternity and how it's infinite and and how He put that in our hearts, uh, but but the very fact that we can uh, process a creation in whatever capacity we're able to, um, is is proof that God exists. <laughs> if if there was no God. Yeah. There wouldn't be the chance of us even talking about the possibility of God.
2: Just some right. thoughts. Well, one thing, you know, I hear science trying to prove that God doesn't exist, and just the fact that there is science—that there is enough regular stuff that we can measure and understand—and it has has a structure. You know, right. even the DNA is like a code. A, a, that you know it takes a designer to create a code like that i'm i'm a computer programmer code doesn't make itself
0: so. right
2: um so our dna right. points that there's you know there is a god and he designed us we're not just happenstance we didn't come out of chaos um but we will return to chaos if we don't follow the lord right um and but anyway, well, <laughs> and, and to your point,
1: uh, I heard a few years back that protons and neutrons fire at a pattern, a yeah. countable pattern, like it's a pixel blinking.
2: That may be <laughs> definitely designed. It's not chaotic. Yeah, it's not right. chaotic. It didn't it just happen. It didn't. It just evolve that way. Uh, we were designed by God.
1: Mm. Yeah how uh, how do we ex how do we how do we explain love and how do we explain how we enjoy music <laughs> and how, how do we explain uh, a care for morals? How do we explain a moral compass? You know, and and how and you can and you can you can sear that thing. You can damage that thing. You could. You can turn. We've seen the the human race turn into uh, uh, killers or Nazis or or whatever you want to say. But um, they all had a moral compass at one point, and they probably had one. A lot of them had, had one while while you're doing evil. And how do you explain good versus evil? How do you explain evil? <laughs> like just some. Uh, I don't. I don't. It's very interesting that we're touching on these these big questions. Uh, this episode, Heath, we we actually don't normally talk down this line we, we normally um are doing a bible study in jude and addressing um uh, mission field type things like the seven mountains you know right and um um yeah so so this is very i see that's one thing i love about my uncle is he he's a very smart man he is yes. it's fun talking with him about uh about deep issues <laughs>
2: Yes,
0: for sure. It, it, you're right. We don't. We definitely have not gone uh, down this road before about uh, some theological discussion on creation and, and different viewpoints there. But you know, I, I was just I was sitting actually here enjoying this line of, of conversation because you know, from a strong science background myself, you know, and in kind of being motivated oh, yeah. to believe that you know that that the, the chaos theory of the big bang could actually create and do all these things. And that when you actually take the science seriously and you start looking at things like, you know, Mark was talking about with DNA, you know, and and you were talking with atoms and how they move and how they fire, um, you know, all of that just doesn't happen at random. Um, you know, in the, the DNA coding itself, the possibilities within that code, that structure that you can create, um, still point to something you know that god created one race the human race it wasn't all these variations wasn't all these things that we seem to be so focused on now where it's us versus them and and all these things we were created as one body and looking at our makeup and our structure there's only subtle differences in that coding that mm. that mean that that you have a darker skin color than I have, or that you have light hair versus dark hair, or whatever those little differences. But otherwise, the same structure, the same code is exactly the same.
2: Mm.
0: And, <laughs> and so I just I was sitting here just kind of loving this 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 concept today that we're we're bringing to our listening audience that we don't get to normally talk about. And so I'm I'm thankful that we got to kind of wander down this path and, <laughs> and see, see what happened. So that's awesome. All right. So with having said all of that, guys, we are pushing the envelope of uncle Mark's time. And we always like to make sure that we are respecting our guests and their time as well. So Mark, I'm going to ask if you would, would, uh, say a prayer over our uh, listeners and viewers, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there.
2: Okay, yeah, let's pray. Thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you that you are the God of all creation, that you love us and that you've chosen us and that you have a plan for us and you've enabled us to do whatever that you ask us to do. Help us, Lord, to trust you and to follow you and to uh, realize um, that through you all things are possible. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. That's awesome. All right. Well, we want to thank you so much, Mark, for joining us today. And um, again, everybody, donation links will be in the description down below and on the website. Um, I, I just I can't thank you enough for your time today and and just joining us and and talking a little bit about your experiences and what you've done and and just even helping. Uh, open up a can of of un, <laughs> uh, topics we hadn't talked about before because again I, I'm excited to see where those uh, wind up down the road as well so thank you so much Mark for joining us and so
1: into Indonesia that's right so, so into this island, so into this family it's good soil, they done the prep work let's sow more, come on guys
0: Yeah. All right, well, thank you very much again, Mark, and we will talk soon. Have a great week, sir, and be blessed.
2: Okay, well, thank you very much.
0: All right, guys, and, you know, we – wow, I'm just – I'm thankful for everything that's happened today. But of course my favorite part of everything we've done lately is just make sure that if you don't have a relationship yourself with Jesus that you can. It's very simple. And today's the day and we know that there are listeners out there who have been on the fence um, that have you know been wondering if if there's something more if there's a better life and and I Will always be the first like one to tell the you. Missions. Right, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you that it's not always an easy choice to follow. It's not always an easy life when you say yes, I accept Jesus, um, because there are going to be some struggles and some challenges. I'm not going to lie to you, um, but I also love you enough and value you enough to tell you the truth, and that is that there is more to life than what we're doing here. Our our timeline of events is is very small. For those on the podcast, you can't see this, but this very minuscule time here on Earth, this you know eighty to hundred years we have, and the rest of our life is going to be this eternal life, and we want to make sure that you've got that foundation, you've got the seat saved, you Come know, on, for, for 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 eternity, and so that's why every every time we're teaching, every time we're in front of you on our screens or in your ears, we make sure that we do this because your eternal salvation is so important and so if you don't know jesus today's the day for you i encourage you to say this prayer with us and we're just going to lead you through a simple prayer because that's what it is it's just an act of surrender an act of recognizing that the way you've been doing things is not working out and there's got to be a better way and this my friends is the better way so unless you're driving because i know the feedback don't do it when you're driving We're going to bow our heads, we're going to close our eyes, and we're going to pray this prayer with you. So we're going to say, Dear God. Dear God. I know that I have sinned. I know I've sinned. But I believe. But I believe. That Jesus died in my place. That you, Jesus, died in my place. And God, you raised him from the dead. God, you raised him from the dead. So Jesus, I confess.
1: So Jesus, I confess.
0: That you are Lord. You are Lord. Please be Lord of my life. Please be
1: Lord of my life.
0: Wash away my sin.
1: Wash away my sin.
0: And give me the power to follow you.
1: And give me the power to
0: follow you. Amen. Now, guys, if you said that simple prayer, we believe you were born again. And we would love to share that with you. You need to share it with somebody. If it's not us, share it with somebody. But you can write us at prayer at rmr.live, and we'd be happy to celebrate with you, welcome you to the family. Um, I've got a little something we'll send you just as kind of a a welcome gift. And of course, the next step after that, and I know you've heard me talk about it before, but I'm gonna say it again, is to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-filled church. And if you don't have one in your area or you don't know where one is, you can write me at host.heath at rmr.live, and I'd be more than happy to help you locate one in your area or we've got some online resources we could plug you into as well in the meantime until we can find something in your area. But either way, we want to make sure that you've got someone coming alongside you and partnering with you in this decision to walk with you to check in on you because again that end result, that inter- eternal salvation is so key and the, the enemy wants nothing more. you know you've heard it here today. Mark was talking about the enemy came along and sent a dog after his kid okay that's how crafty the enemy is. they're going to use he's going to use whatever is at a disposal to come at you and so we don't want you to get sidetracked after you make this decision so tell somebody partner with somebody and again we'd be happy we'd be happy to celebrate and partner with you
2: and we've
1: been
0: happy when when we
1: have gotten your prayer
0: requests when we have gotten the gifts
1: that you that you gave to the show and it that went to that went to redemption squad Th- those gifts and we have prayed over these prayer requests guys so keep them coming they are getting attended to
0: yes yeah, and, and, and there are options depending upon how you, if you use the prayer request form or if you pray, you know, just indicate or use the, you know, prayer at rmr.live, that email, just indicate, hey, you want someone to reach out and, and one of us will be happy to reach out to you. Um, we can talk about your situation. We'll pray with you. Whatever it is that you need, guys, we're willing to partner with you. So um, don't think that just because you're um, in another time zone or another country, that we're going to shy away from from our care and concern about your eternal place, uh, because we'd glad gladly come alongside you in partnership and, and support of of your decision. So go ahead and reach out, guys. Keep them coming. And with that, Michael, um, man, we have we have had an amazing, amazing episode today. Do you have any final thoughts you want to bring to the table today? Yes, <laughs> I knew you.
1: To wouldn't. to uh, you know, and I was just prompted right now uh, to to uh, con- contextualize. That's how you say it. Contextualize this entire talk, this entire great time with a minister uh, of God, a man of God. Uh, this time, my uncle. Uh, to just pull up some scripture uh, to help us contextualize this. Um, this is Isaiah chapter twenty-eight. Verse 23 through 29. Give ear and hear my voice. Listen and hear my words. Does the farmer plow continually to plant seed? Does he continually turn and harrow the ground? Does he not level its surface and sow dill and scatter cumin? And plant wheat in rows, barley in its place, and rye within its area? For his God instructs and teaches him properly. For dill is not threshed with a threshing sledge, nor is a cartwheel driven over cumin. But dill is beaten out with a rod and cumin with a club. Grain for bread is crushed. Indeed, he does not continue to thresh it forever because the wheel of his cart and his horses Eventually damage it. He does not thresh it longer. This also comes from the Lord of hosts, who has made his counsel wonderful and his wisdom great. And the reason we're saying that is to help us spiritually hear. The Lord Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying to us, the church. So that's that's some contextualization for uh, this very uh, purposeful talk today.
0: I love it. Glad you brought some scripture in. Thank you. All right. Well, with that, guys, I I don't even know how to jump in with my final thoughts on this. I'm just again, I'm so thankful for Mark taking the time to join us and and to just share his his story and and again, just the the background reading that I did today, the things he shared. It just incredible stuff happened. Um, you know, even though it didn't happen the way they had planned, and and that's what I love about. God, sometimes we come in with like, okay, we got an idea, we got a plan, and all of a sudden, ban something completely different's going on, but he's still moving, he's still working, he's still, you know, doing all this stuff for his glory and for his purpose, and yet their time isn't wasted, And, and that's the other thing, you know, God's not wasting any effort, any time, it's all coming out, as Mark said, okay, now we've got, you know, a church propping up there, and things happening, you know, not long after we left. And so, again, I'm just, I'm just blown away at the, the things shared that happened, and, and how God does what He does. And it's just incredible to be chasing after Him wholeheartedly every day. Um, so I guess that's my final thought. Um, keep chasing Jesus, kids. That's the, that's the takeaway today. <laughs> All right. (laughs) I just want to thank you for tuning in today, guys. As a reminder, if you like today's show and the show's content, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your sister's nephew's cousin's former roommate. It doesn't matter. Share it out to them because sharing is caring. And remember to check out rmr.live for all the latest information and updates about the show. For those watching on YouTube and Rumble, please like and subscribe. Please. Please like and subscribe. Okay. You've heard it. So quit wasting time. Just do it. Click the thing. The little bell. Just do it.
1: Smash that thumb.
0: (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And, um, you know, yeah. Follow us on all the socials. You guys know where those are at. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Truth are all out there. The links to so are on the website podcast listeners again i love saying this every episode thank you for tuning in around the globe every week sharing time with us and the lord and you guys keep showing up and showing out on everything we're putting out there and so we just thank you for tuning in and supporting uh this ministry and what we do and for those curious there is a complete listing of all the podcast uh, providers on the website and there should be a link in the show description down below as well Um, you can see the the podcast uh, hosts that we have partnered with and of course we mentioned it earlier but we'll mention it again as well if you like today's content the teaching the message that we provided and you felt led to donate links to do so are going to be on the website they're going to be down below michael and i uh, and they're going to be in the show description as well and of course all fees or all donations of course go to hosting fees software equipment Wherever the Holy Spirit directs us to, kind of like this episode, where all everything that we receive in is going to go support uh, Mark and the Roby family and what they're doing. So, again, make sure you tag Mr. Mark uh, through your donations. And, again, I'll make sure there's something up on Tidly so you can just select that and it'll go uh, directly to that fund. And, and- yes, of course, Thank you. And uh, remember, guys, to get yourself into a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Holy Spirit-led church, plug into groups and discipleship opportunities and serve in any way you can. Thanks for joining us on this first episode of Season 2. We can't wait to see what's going to unfold. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great week. Be blessed. Bye. Bye. listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio